Real Bad is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. If you want to explore more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head over to cageclub.me and check out some of our friends. Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Bad, the podcast where we talk about real bad movies and why they want to hurt us. And today I am joined by three friends. Oh, my name's Nick Jenkins, by the way. We did, so, okay, Hi, look, Nick. we did this so well the first time and then the recorder stopped and I'm not sure how much of this was preserved. So we had to start over. And Adventures of course, in podcasting. And then I, I fucked it up. I, I can't do it. I can't do it well two times in a row. So anyway, sure. I'm your host, Nick Jenkins. And today I'm joined by three friends. First, Marianne Fernandez Silva. Hello. Hi. Sam Schultz. Hello. Oh, hello. And Nicole Sweeney. And you've hello. been gone. Where were you? I've been... Just been everywhere. You man. have. I was. I most recently I was in New York. I mean, like I've been gone from this podcast for like a normal amount of time for me to be gone from this podcast. I guess that's mm-hmm. true. If you're just listening to the podcast, I'm. I'm. You know. I'm and here not sometimes. tracking Nicole I'm Sweeney's not here sometimes. You know. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Um, I'm you... always sitting down here, even when you don't invite me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I watched the movie. Can I talk this time? No. No, you can't. You just sit in the corner. <laughs> okay. At the end of us, you tell us what you think. Yeah. I like The Last Action Hero. <laughs> I do like it. I stand by it. You stand by that. Okay. <laughs> well, the big question today. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> okay, then. Is, do we stand by this film that I think we all liked when we were younger? That's going to be the big question. Mm-hmm. I think I know the answer. But. I, <laughs> but that is the question for today. But before we move on, we need to do a 60-second plot. Did we say what the movie was? See, I'm not... I did. I would have done better the first time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so today's episode <laughs> is on the 1995 film... Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Everybody left me hanging. Yep. I never. Um, I get that yeah. one confused with um. I got the power. I always sing oh, that yeah. one instead oh. of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So is that CNC Music Factory? I think so. That oh. sounds right. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, cool. very cool. Nineties. <laughs> we are very focused and ready to record so this episode. Everybody has places to podcast. be when we're done, so we should yeah. probably. Not except me. Sam. Sam's Not good. Me. Okay. Because Sam hangs out in this podcast I stay in studio, studio all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nineteen ninety-five Mortal Kombat, directed by Paul W. S. Anderson. Not. Paul Thomas Anderson, which was a great joke we had the first time. Yeah, it's gone now, though. But that's gone. Yeah, that, that joke it's is done. Lost done. to the ether. <laughs> so, uh, but before we move on into discussing this film, we do need to do a 60-second plot dump. And that person is going to be Nicole, because she's been not here for a while. Sure. <laughs> now, this, we're fairly certain this was either your or Marianne's suggestion. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, and this is a big part of your childhood, I understand. It's a the it's not so much the movie as the soundtrack that Fair. was a big part of my childhood. We loved this soundtrack. My siblings and I were very big fans of it, and my mother kindly listened to it <laughs> on repeat in the car every time she drove us around. Do you know that she also didn't love it though? I'm 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 pretty Maybe. confident. <laughs> like, uh, like we could, you know, phone a friend right now, but I feel I feel very confident okay. that I can speak for her and say that this was a, an act of love, uh-huh. not personal enjoyment. <laughs> okay, well, uh, we're gonna start this plot dump in three, two, one. 
So Mortal Kombat begins with the recruitment of uh, combatants, I don't know, people who are going to fight for Earth in Mortal Kombat, which is a battle between uh, Earth and Outworld for whether or not the people of Outworld can come to take over Earth, question mark. Everyone's nodding. Okay. Uh, And uh, Raiden, who is inexplicably white, but is a god of like a non-white people, whatever. uh, He recruits all the Earth people who are uh, Liu Kang is main one. Liu Kang, um, Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade. Uh, Princess Katana is of Outworld. Oh, you oh know? no, what did you do? I don't know what I did. <laughs> it's fine. Earth wins the end. <laughs> but not really. <laughs> what? Why does Shang Tsung make Johnny Cage go fight in Mortal Kombat? And Sonya Blade, why does he get them to do it? Yeah, that yeah, didn't that's the make one thing sense is it to like, me as well. I like Shang Tsung started, is the one that did the recruitment, yes. so it's very weird. Well, yes, I didn't get that, and so no, I was like, I'm just going to dismiss it. Raven <laughs> actually didn't recruit anybody. No. He told the one, he told Liu Kang not to go do it. And yeah, then but like he knew he was he, gonna. He, he yeah. also like that right. was like that was a deliberate like I'm gonna reverse psychology you, and then yeah. you're gonna do it. Yeah. But I he's also you. like, I've been watching you three. You three are the one of you is the chosen one uh, to win it all. Yeah, he ain't narrowed it but down. But he quite also yet. did not recruit them. No, he did. Yeah, I don't know. Except for uh, Liu Kang, maybe sort of. Yeah, Liu Kang. You could kind of. Well, yeah, no, Raiden. The only one that Raiden actually went and interacted with was Liu Kang. Yes, it yes. was Shang Tsung who organized Sonya Blade to get on the boat. Coerced. Co- well, no, I wouldn't even say oh, coerced. Yeah. Not, coerced. He was, not coerced. He, he yeah. sort manipulated. of manipulated the situation. And then he also posed as Master Johnny John Cage's master <laughs> former Joe. master yeah. Yeah. to, to uh-huh. get him to. Yeah. So this was kind of weird. Why um, did he do that, though? Yeah. No, it's, Why a, did it's, he a, do it's that? a good plot question. It's, you know. No one has an answer for it. <laughs> no <right>? one. <laughs> that leads us to the bigger point of this is a, a movie based on a video game. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And yes. we've only done one of these before, which is the Super Mario Brothers, which uh, uh, Sam loves and I hate. I don't. Which, I to, wouldn't to, say to I that love point, it. I also want to say that's why I don't really feel bad about that being like a very bad plot. Like the point is that there's a fight. Yes. There's a series of fights. Yeah, there's a number and, of fights. Yeah. And then someone wins. And yeah. like that is the essential plot mm-hmm. of this movie. One-on-one fighting games don't typically have very, very substantial yeah. plot. But this one actually kind of does. And the movie is very similar. Like almost exactly the same as the game. There's plot. there's background, I yeah. would say, but there's not necessarily plot, plot in the game. Yes. No, not in the yeah. game. Yeah. 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 If you stand and look say. at the arcade thing, it like pops up all yeah. their stories and it's like, ah oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I recognize this. Yeah. 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 So uh, this is fascinating because I think for a long time, a lot of people, including myself, thought this was the quote unquote best video game movie. Oh, I think there have, well, yeah, <laughs> I think there have been other better what a low video bar. game movies as of now. Like but what? I, I haven't seen it, but I've been told that the new Tomb Raider is perfectly serviceable oh, as sure. a movie. I can um, believe that 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 is so not exactly like so easy to spin into a movie. The video game plot, I feel like. Well, it's the, like yeah. Indiana Jones, Yeah, the, re, the re-release, of, or not the re-release, the reboot yeah. video mm-hmm. game is right. a movie. Yeah, it's, you can plug that character into a movie very easily. Yeah, cause... so it wouldn't surprise me that it's a perfectly serviceable mm-hmm. um, movie. This is, I'm going to say, 
a ton of fun, this movie, Mortal Kombat. It is, I was expecting to go back into it and be cringing a lot. Now there were cringe moments. Yeah. Yeah. But nothing that made me hate it and nothing that even pulled me out that far. There was one moment that I want to talk about that pulled me out that I belly laughed. Uh Like it was so inexplicable when it happened. I just, I just was in my apartment alone going, okay. Um, (laughs) I'm but, curious what the one was because yeah. I feel I, I I feel generally the same about this movie except I laughed a lot at things that were not intentionally funny. Look, I smiled a lot. Okay, I smiled a lot at this movie, especially Johnny Cage, who's just like, oh, that was supposed to be cool. What you said, it's oh, not he cool. Is so not so cool. Not oh, cool. No. Oh, no. He's the worst. He is yeah. the worst. <laughs> he is the worst. I want to talk about other casting things in a little bit because I find it to be fascinating. Marianne and, our, uh, Marianne and I have already talked about one particular casting thing that made us both sad. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll get to that. Um, this film has fun characters. This film has exciting action sequences. They're maybe not the most technically amazing like they're you're not watching jackie chan mm-hmm. you know and you're not watching the matrix Mm-mm. um you're watching a big guy with four arms a big puppet <laughs> which i, yeah. I feel He's like great. had to make you happy yeah because it made me Gora. happy he looks like the ninja turtles from he the does. 90s ninja turtle movie. <laughs> and i love those ninja turtles i was so like when i kept thinking they're showing him in shadow and i'd forgotten because mm-hmm. i'd seen the game so much i know what goro looks like yeah and i had forgotten that he's actually they go in for the movie. it. Like yeah. they go for it. Like he has not monologues, in, and not stuff. in shadow. <laughs> like it's just full on puppet. Uh-huh. And, and I kind of enjoyed that. Like I, I'm cause they'd shown us a CG character before <sighs> that. <sighs> and that was no good. Yeah. And part of that's the time 1995, they were trying to, they were throwing everything at the wall with CG, right? <laughs> let's just make anything that we can try to make CG. Let's I make suppose. it CG. But that would have been very easy to do as a puppet. Uh, or he could have just been a guy. Or they could have just had a guy, yeah. which is another point we can get to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like the one thing that I, I think movies like this can fall into that this one doesn't is they can be boring and 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 or, you know, dull or whatever. I was never I like I, I was just having a grand time and the action scenes were fun and they were well paced. Like every time I start to think about, well, maybe we should have another action. Well, there's an action scene. And sure, they didn't make sense half the time. Mm-hmm. There's one mm-hmm. in particular that transitions <laughs> that I'm like, what <laughs> happened? And then you find out later, oh, it's because they had to add that in post-production. Is that the, yeah, the reptile fight? So when yeah. Johnny Cage and Reptile are fighting in the forest, there's a scene where Johnny. Scorpio. Scorpion. Oh, sorry. What did I say? The reptile, reptile. fight also got added. In it did. Yeah. Too, both yeah. the the second half of the scorpion fight and the the reptile oh, fight were both okay. added in later. Originally, so Johnny Cage's special move is the shadow kick, where he you know there are multiples of him that goes across the screen. And this is an audio format, but yeah, I'm moving my arms. Yeah, you know Johnny Cage. Well, he does that in the forest, but then, and originally that was supposed to be the end of the fight. And then they realized, no, that's not enough. And people were like, we need more action sequences, especially with Scorpion. So they teleport. They go like, he goes to kick him and then they teleport into this weird underworld. It's the nether realm. That's where Scorpion lives. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I never had a problem with that part. But then they have this kind of amazing fight sequence. Uh-huh. Like that's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> and. And that's enjoyable. And then originally, uh, Liu Kang was supposed to throw CG Reptile into that statue thing at the end, and then it would eat him. And then that was the end of Reptile. But then they realized, now we need another action sequence. 
So and they also people were like, how come rep man reptile isn't in the movie like he is in the game? Mm -hmm. And so they added that action sequence, which is also a lot of fun. But also makes no makes sense at no all. No sense. Mm -hmm. Because where what is Johnny Why? Cage doing? Mm -hmm. During yeah, this chilling. whole thing, he's watching. He's just yeah. watching. Like, chilling oh, this is a good fight. I'm good here job, for this. Luke Kang. <laughs> so my feelings about this right now are that I really had a good time. I I enjoyed this movie, like on the level of like Long Kiss Goodnight. Like I just I had a great time watching this movie, and I was afraid it would be because of nostalgia. But I think I'm pretty keyed into nostalgia, not nostalgia, and this is just fun for me. But I don't know, Nicole, you're tied to the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. But did you have experience with it growing up? Yeah, movie? yeah, yes, yes. We also we watched yes, we watched the movie plenty as well. <laughs> so yeah, that nostalgia is there. And then what was it like watching it preparing for this? Like as you said, like it very easily could have been boring. And this is probably one of the only times where a movie that is just a movie that I have watched for this podcast is so like solidly and definitely bad that I had fun with the ways in which it was bad. Like usually <laughs> when I'm ha like the like long kiss goodnight, I think was one that I ultimately kind of came down on the side of, yeah, I, I felt that it deserved to be on this podcast, but like the fun that I was having was with all the ways that it was actually good and not bad. Right. Whereas with this movie, I, you know, I have said before that I don't enjoy a lot of the B-movies because, like, the, the bad of it starts to feel like we're laughing at it in this way that makes me very uncomfortable. And I didn't feel that way with it. I mean, the bad of it that was still fun. I was definitely laughing at it, not with it. Uh, and But it didn't – I don't know. It didn't make me uncomfortable. Like, it was actually fun in, in that way. I think and, you've compared a lot of bad movies to, like, watching fail videos. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's just like, well, this yes. is terrible. Right. And this didn't feel like that. Right. This felt like something else, but where the bad of this movie was still a lot of fun for me. I want to dissect that a little bit more because okay. I have I have feelings <laughs> about that. But Sam, I want to move on to you real quick. And sort of what's your experience with the movie? I did not see this movie until like three years ago, maybe. I oh, so you're pretty fresh eyes. Yeah, I used to play Mortal Kombat when I was a kid, sort of, but I was more of a Street Fighter person and like Marvel versus Capcom person. Oh, so I was only my heart. Yeah, so I was only like <laughs> a little bit aware of them. But then I saw this movie. Rachel showed it to me because she loves it, and I saw it <laughs> and I was like, "This is a very good movie." So then I started playing like the new versions of the game, and like I know all about all of them now because it's very good to just read the Mortal Kombat wiki when you're bored because all kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff happens. Oh my god! And then they're and they've added so many like weird characters uh -huh. like Leatherface. Yeah, Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre wow. is a Jason's in it. Yeah. Freddy's in it. Yeah, they're all in it. Everybody. And then there was Mortal Kombat versus DC. Yeah, those are bad, though. Oh, okay. Those make me sad, I guess, a little oh. bit. I don't want to see Superman get stomped up by some guy, you know? But Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so I really like this movie. I think that, I think that uh, martial arts movies are... Like they are, they get more of a pass if they're bad in their acting. But I think when the people are fighting, it's always like, whoa, that's cool. They can actually do lots of cool stuff. And maybe that's what makes it avoid uh -huh. like you're laughing at them because it's kind of like you come at it with the expectation that they're not going to be the best actors. But then when they're like flexing and doing all like the flipping the poles around and stuff, it's like, cool. These guys are cool. Because there's like a different form that they're like working yes. towards. They have their yeah. art form that they express themselves in mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. generally do it very well. So then it's like the rest of the movie 
can be bad and maybe it's more acceptable. Yeah. Or you feel less guilty yeah. laughing yeah, about it. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah, because like if you watch a Bruce Lee film, mm-hmm. like it's it's like until you get to the fight scenes, it's like watching someone struggle against the wind. Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> like they're not good at this. They're not, not good at stage. They're not good at the basics of of sort of typical narrative filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Like, but <laughs> once you get to those action sequences, it's breathtaking yeah like especially bruce lee films jackie chan as well but jackie chan had more of a sense of comedy and so when you watch a lot of his films not all of them but when you watch a lot of them there is a sense of like okay but i this is funny yeah and it's Mm -hmm. intentionally funny and they're bad actors but they're intentionally funny right um but you're right i hadn't thought about it that way that not so much giving it a pass but it's like well that's not why i'm watching this movie right Mm -hmm. right you know that's yes this is jesus (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, the, our studio is haunted. Um, so yeah, I, I I had never thought of, never really put it into perspective until you said that. Now I feel like I need to go back and watch a lot of martial arts films uh, to reevaluate that. Yeah, it's hard. Like it's hard for them to be truly bad when people are so good at flipping around and kicking each other and stuff. Is my right. is my idea. Um, but I yeah, I like this movie. I have a few qualms about it, I think. And I did get a little bit bored watching it this time, especially once they had like killed all the, the other like bad guys and it was just Shang Tsung and they were going in that portal and Katana's mm-hmm. talking to them. Then it's kinda like, All right. And anytime <laughs> Raiden was on screen, I was like, This is very bad. Yeah. I don't like this guy at all. And he's Raiden's the guy the from worst. he's the guy Highlander. from Highlander, right? Yes. I've never seen any Highlander movies, but then I watched that and I felt bad. Because yeah. you have to watch him for hours at yeah. a time. He reminds me of Tommy Wiso. Because <laughs> he says his lines and then he goes, ha, 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 ha. I'm, so I'm sorry, no. He goes, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they like ADR him apologizing to people a lot for some reason in this movie, too. He like bumps into people. Did yeah, there's the crowd scenes yeah, where he's, he's like, just sort sorry. of. Sorry. Yeah. He's a very polite guy. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, it's very, very weird. Yeah. Um, the casting of this movie overall is weird, but I'll, I'll, I'll circle back to that after we've uh, talked a little bit more about it. So watching it this time, mm-hmm. like same experience? Same exact experience, yeah. Most of it just zips by, and I love the beginning of this movie, like Sonia's character introduction when she's like talking to Jax, and she's like, there's only one person in this world I trust, and you're talking to her. That's all you gotta know about her. And then... <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> And then Kano shows up and it's like, he's got a metal face. He's obviously the bad guy. And uh, yeah, it's just like everything. I liked his prosthetic I, I, too. That's yeah. Yeah. also kind of ties back in with what you were just saying too. Like the heavy handedness yes. of these of, of mm-hmm. that dialogue. Mm-hmm. Like there is something about it that in this space works. Like it's it doesn't make it good. Yeah. It's still bad. But like it works in a way that makes it like enjoyably bad. Yeah, this is going to sound kind of weird, but I got the same feeling that I get when I watch Marvel movies while I was watching this because they just lean into it so hard and they just state everything up front. Right. Yeah. And you're like, he's a magician, he's Spider-Man, this is okay. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. not, uh, that's that's a really good point and something that I really admire the Marvel movies mm-hmm. for uh, is that, and what I, uh, I would say the same for Wonder Woman, is, is the the fact that they're not, saying oh people won't 
understand this because yeah. it's from a video game. Or this, or, is dor- this is too this dorky. Is too dorky. Yeah. But they just leaned into it and went, no, 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 we're making Mortal Kombat. They made it a little more dorky. They right? did. Yeah. 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 In fact. They did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They absolutely did. But, uh, but Marianne, so what is your ex- overall experience with Mortal Kombat? Um, so when I was a kid, I played Mortal Kombat a lot. Like with my friends and that type of stuff. I had an older brother, so like I got whatever who was ten years older than me, so I got whatever like video games he was playing and he played Mortal Kombat and then he like stopped playing video games, so then I played all those video games. So I played Mortal Kombat a lot as a kid and I'm pretty sure I watched this movie a lot as a kid too. I think it came out when I was like nine or ten. Ninety five, so Yeah, nine or ten. So I was watching it a lot and like I have a strong sense of nostalgia for this movie. It's very strong. And I'm like, it probably shaped a lot of how I watched it this time around, but that's fine. Well, did you, what was your experience watching it this time? I just like, I had just so much fun and like, (laughs) there were definitely a lot of problems and I was, I was able to identify, oh yeah, this is a problem. And also like, oh yeah, this is a really bad effect that you're doing here, but it didn't take away from my enjoyment of it and like for me personally it was hard for me to say whether or not I enjoyed it because of the nostalgia factor or I enjoyed it because it was enjoyable so hearing you guys say that you enjoyed it without the nostalgia factor I'm like all right I actually did enjoy it because it's enjoyable it's validating yeah thank you (laughs) thanks for validating my feelings how long had it been since you'd seen it I'm sorry if you said that already uh no I honestly I couldn't say like probably like 11 or 12. Okay. Like, I probably watched it a lot when it would just released. And right. then, or like on TV a lot. Yeah. And then that was it. Okay. Yeah. It's weird, too. There's a movie called Cloak and Dagger, which Tobin Addington and I are big fans of. And I hadn't seen it since I was very young. And I was like, oh, I'm about to, I'm about to face plant. I know it. I just had watched Highlander with you guys. And I knew that it was like, <laughs> oh, my nostalgia has thrown me off completely. <laughs> but I watched it and I was like, oh, no, no, no. This is pretty good. It's it's definitely colored by the 80s. Like you can watch it and tell like, yeah, this was shot in the 80s and it's a low budget. But I was also amazed at how memorized I had it just from watching it as a kid Mm -hmm. and not watch. You know, I'd watch it probably, you know, especially in the summers. I might watch it once a week, but watch it as a kid would watch it. So it's just on. And then I'm playing G.I. Joe's or whatever. Uh, So there's a there's a definite imprint there. Mortal Kombat. I was. Just out of high school when this came out, because I graduated. I, my diploma is 95, but I did, graduated in 94. Mm. Um, December 94, sort did of thing. Did you graduate early? I did. Oh, very oh. smart. Because I took summer school because I was like, I'm getting the fuck <laughs> out of here. Yeah. Um, but I saw it in the theater. And my favorite thing about it was the, the a really good thing that filmmakers can do is use those opening moments to let you know what you're in for and to set the tone of a movie. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, <laughs> does this movie set the tone and make you feel ready to enjoy it? Like that's a big deal. Cause the opening of this, the new line cinema logo comes up and the music starts and I remember, yeah. And, the, and then the flames come There's up just flames and, everywhere. and yeah. I just, I remember thinking, like I think back on it and I feel like it's blowing my hair back. Like uh-huh. I just yeah. like I am just being the 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 floodgates have opened and yeah. this this huge amount of entertainment is just rushing at me. And s- that's something that not a lot of filmmakers do. 
um, anymore. They, they, it used to be a bigger thing because it's a big thing in screenwriting is like you usually have a mini scene to let you know what this film is going to be about. Mm-hmm. See it in a lot of Bond movies, see it in a lot of Indian, the Indiana Jones movies start off with the adventure and then, okay, this is the kind of movie you're in for. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, it just really set the tone and it just made me feel good. I would counter that with that 15 seconds while potentially being tone setting is also the best part of the entire movie. <laughs> so, which is like a of design flaw. Is it? <laughs> Hold on. No, no, I wanna, that's, a, that's a good question. Is that the best part of the movie? Yes. Okay, yes. for Nicole, that yes. is the best part. I don't have an answer to this yet, but Nothing I'm going to formulate one. Close. So is it for everybody uh, else? Is that are the opening credits? No, I think Shang Tsung's the best part of the movie. I love that guy. Mm. I think just I'm, in general. I'm leaning. <laughs> you know, I love that guy. He's so funny. <laughs> I'm leaning towards Sam right now on this. Like that actor was like fucking cool. Yeah, he's really cool. <laughs> like, he was, he was cool. But Marianne, ah. what's the best part of the movie? Okay, so I will say that the entrance has the best effects. Yeah, hundred percent. My yeah. personal yeah. favorite. There's, there's no argument there. Agreed. Yeah, everyone can agree on that. Reptile is like incomprehensible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your eye it's tries so to bad. see it, and it's just like, what? What, is what this? are these polygons? Yeah. I, I know this is. <laughs> I know this probably isn't supposed to be the best part of the movie, but my favorite part of the movie is uh, Princess Katana's introduction because she's just like. Chilling on the, on the beach. side of a path, in, like oh, underground. Oh no, no, yeah, you're right. No, it's underground. With an umbrella yeah. uh-huh. and a and a chair, just sta- like a parasol, not even an umbrella, just staring <laughs> at everyone as they pass by. It's just so extra, and I yeah. love it. She's also so very cool. Much. <laughs> it's it's weird because they did cast some Asian Americans in this movie, uh, in in Liu Kang and Shang Tsung, mm-hmm. um, and they're both really great. Mm-hmm. And Liu Kang is in a type of shape. Holy mm-hmm. moly! And his hair is in a type of shape too. Mm-hmm. Like and his hair yeah. is beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful yeah. hair. So feathered. Yes. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It was clearly very humid there. Though. Oh man! Yes. <laughs> Don't care. Yeah, no. like, still, still beautiful. Still yeah. beautiful yeah. hair. Yeah. Beautiful flowing hair. Um, but then they cast a Puerto Rican as Princess Katana. Which yeah. is a little bit yeah. like what? Well, they're from another she's from another realm. Yeah, from another realm. Yeah. From another she's realm. from that world, so fine. maybe it's okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay, but but I mean, you could say that about Shang Tsung as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his name is Chinese. Sure. Yeah. And and Kitana is a made up name, so I don't. <laughs> it's almost Japanese. It's almost <laughs> Japanese, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't so. know. I, like the fact that. Uh, this is fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, well, at least she wasn't white. That's you know, exactly. you have a Puerto Rican. It's, yes. Right. There's no so, argument to correct. be made for Christopher Lambert. Yes. Yeah. That's the Ugh. that's the real. Yeah. Uh, this uh, and Highlander 3 came out in the same year, I'm pretty sure of. And I think it was a Dimension release. Dimension Pictures released Highlander 3, which is a subset of it was the genre picture uh, production company for New Line. Mm-hmm. So I think this was a very subtle cross promotion thing also the lightning and and he said at one point he said immortal and i was like whoa i feel like i'm watching a highlander movie oh no it's uh, so, never uh, a good sign never no. a good sign does he always like suck that bad yes yes okay yes he sucks so bad okay he's, but it's okay guys he gets recast in the second one it's fine yeah he does uh, but i yeah it was weird 
It's very, very weird. I don't remember hating him as viscerally as I did this time. But yes, I I, yes, truly... that's also the same. I don't remember having that feeling as a child. Yeah. You know, yes, as a as a kid. But you've seen Highlander, and Sam yeah. hasn't, Mm-mm. so it's I, not well, a Highlander thing. No, it's not. A high, I, but also, we I watched this movie a couple of years ago for a Snarkathon, and like that was like the moment of like, oh no, why, <laughs> <laughs> why was he cast yeah. in this? Uh, this and I had not yet seen Highlander, so. That was based solely on this movie. Um, okay, so this is fair. It's a fair criticism. Yes. Perfectly good. <laughs> Great. Um, I think the best part of this movie might be Shang Tsung, but also those opening credits are incredible. <laughs> but if you're that, going to some... that is an acceptable alternative. I stand by the opening credits, but I I do not dispute that as a as another another thing that is good about this movie. But now let's talk about the worst thing. <laughs> about the movie now i'm gonna take i'm gonna take christopher lambert out of these conversations no uh, he's the worst <laughs> yeah, he's, he's other than christopher lambert Uh-oh. as raiden okay, okay. okay. i want to talk so we, we that's already agree. understood okay. we it's already agree it's understood that the worst thing is that yes but now there's other worst things that we're gonna discuss i want to talk okay. about the moment that made me laugh okay now it's near the end of the film so the, the treatment of Sonya Blade in this in general yeah. mm-hmm. is, is upsetting. I have a lot of, a lot of uh, feelings about that. Yeah. <laughs> Such, uh, we can talk about it right now. It, 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 I didn't like they set her up as sort of over the top tough. She, she seems like a carbon copy of the role she played in Last Action Hero. She's meaner than she is in Last Action She's Hero. grown up. Okay. So, <laughs> um, Bridget Wilson yeah. is her name and um, very capable, you know, uh, but like she's in constant need of rescuing and that bothers me a lot. Uh, Both of the two major female characters are supposed to be super badass, yes. but they like yeah. don't do shit. They don't do anything. Look, she kills Kano and it was awesome. <laughs> I, <laughs> I do like that part a lot. I, mean, I love that I, where she just yeah. fucking breaks then his Then she neck. runs out of stuff to do. They shouldn't have had to kill her. Yeah. Yeah. She exactly. killed him so early in the movie. Yeah. I, didn't I felt like she should have had early. way, like uh, at least one more fight to yes. get yeah. to Kano because yes. yes. it was like felt very unearned. Yes, yeah. that's the thing. Like, okay, yes, here's, here's like a cool, yes, I agree that that's a cool moment, but it like, it does very little to balance her like, general uselessness in this film right. culminating her in her being a literal damsel in distress yeah. that's <laughs> the moment that made me laugh so we have this huge amazing it's not amazing but they have this this camera <laughs> it's not it's so not but that's, amazing. it's almost amazing it's almost amazing <laughs> not even i think in 95 for the time, for the time. I, uh, I think in 95 it would sure. have been almost amazing yeah watching it now it's really bad yeah but the so it's the cg shot of going up around a building and everything and then like it's one of those things where i'm like what you trying you're trying to do something exciting here mm-hmm. but it's not working and she has been kidnapped by Shang Tsung and taken into actual outworld because they're not. That was a confusing thing to me, actually. I forgot that the beach and everything is not outworld. Like some kind of neutral ground. It's a mystical yeah. island. Yes, it's a mystical island. There yeah. you go. So she's been kidnapped. And the whole idea is, first of all, I don't like the fact that I think he kidnaps her because he's convinced he can beat her. I think he's kidnaps her because he knows he can beat her and he knows she won't fight him for some reason. I didn't understand this. At I all. thought like so. That is a random thread in that, like, he yeah. constantly wants Sonya. Yeah. And I interpret it as, like, as his bride or, like... Well, and then it's yeah. reinforced. Yeah, a possession yes. type yes. person. Not not because he thinks he can fight her. 
But I mean, because the whole thing is like, then they came up with these rules. Raiden pops up and he says, oh, there's a rule. She has to agree to the fight. Like, what? And she just inherently yes. knows that rule. Yeah, yeah it's, great. It's, it's very weird. But OK, so she's been kidnapped and he's been talking her up about like, you know, oh, I you know, like you, Sonya Blade and mm-hmm. whatever. And then we punch in and she has been pretty smartly dressed, I will say, throughout this movie. <laughs> like, you know, tank top combat shorts she turns she turns her jeans into shorts yeah, yeah. So like at a, some point a tactical outfit that she like yes. yeah yes. cuts up yeah. and i'm not you know i it, 90s you know maybe over sexualizing a little bit but not too bad no, at that yeah, point yeah. like she, i felt like her clothes were largely like functional like yeah i get yeah. it you can <clears> move yeah. and i never felt like oh you you wouldn't try to fight or move in this yeah exactly which is often a problem uh, yeah <laughs> it, it, uh-huh. yeah and then also, her hair's always up. That's and a, that's hair a, is that's always a big up. one for me. Yeah. Like, her hair is up. Also, long hair. Uh, yeah, just yeah. Long, like loose, free flowing hair. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> and we get to the top of this shot and we punch in through the window and she's tied up, arms out mm-hmm. in this little leather thing. Mm-hmm. Very strangely tailored leather. Very thing. strangely <laughs> tailored leather. It's not like, it's not like, it's not like a, a prisoner smock or something. No. It's like. I don't know what it is. And then the part that <laughs> made me laugh so hard was that her hair was done to look like 80s metal. Yeah. And I feel like she kind of looks at her hair in that part, too. She, like, makes a face where she's like, isn't this wacky? Exactly. And I might be protecting, <laughs> I, but I, I feel like she makes I, a face. Yeah. There's I, And I... I was both delighted and horrified at the same time. One, I was delighted because, oh my God, that's over the top in a way I was not expecting and it made me laugh. Mm-hmm. But then I was horrified. I'm like, oh, but she was supposed to be the tough person in this group. And what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. The tough Instead, person was... that like, never has agency, though. Like, yeah. She is the only one of the three that doesn't choose to go into a tournament. She is tricked into boarding a boat that just yeah. happens to be yes. the tournament, yes. like the way that you enroll. She didn't even know. Yeah. Yes. And she's just like, well, I guess I'm fighting in this tournament yes. now. And she, hey, everybody. She has no agency no, for the, zero entire, agency. the entire film. And like her big, her the conclusion of her arc is, I know you're not strong enough to win. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Garbage. Which and like, you've after played being the taken game. By, the, uh, by Outworld's uh, 80s hair metal makeup artist. <laughs> <laughs> like, who was responsible for that? No, we need to tease her hair more. Like, who made that creative decision? Paul W.S. Anderson, I'm thinking, yeah. made that decision. But still, like, what? Who? How do you think that's okay? Like, it, and it didn't fit with anything else. Like, nothing no. else. It, it, I don't want there. I didn't want anything else to fit with that. Let's be clear. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like it would have made more sense if if he had mentioned his plan earlier. Something, yeah. It, but nothing did. And to me, that's the worst part of this film mm-hmm. is they set her up reasonably well as a tough person. But then the movie, not as it's not as bad as the Highlander films with what the Highlander films do to its women, its female leads. Mm-hmm. But it's a similar thing in that it starts out with her strong, cool, over-the-top cool, but still cool and works in a video game movie, and then just slowly but surely stripping away all of her power and all of everything that makes her cool until she <clears throat> is literally a damsel in distress with the dress and the the fairy tale hair. You yeah. know, it's... And, and it, like I said, it made me laugh, but then I was immediately like angry mm-hmm. about it. And 
on top of that, she has to deal with our one of our fucking heroes in quotes, just ogling her and like it's it's painful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's painful in a way that should not really even have been present. Like there was no there was no necessity for it. Right. So I don't know. That's my pick for worst part of it. Yeah. 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 I'd say like just not even a moment, just that treatment of Sonia and Katana for that matter of like no agency. And like in the very, very beginning and in the game, she has set up as a Marine commander, I think. She's in the special forces. That in the special forces. <laughs> she is a special forces commander. Yeah. So clearly, she knows how how to handle her shit, right? Yeah. She yeah. kills a dude. She kills a dude. She does all sorts of really cool stuff, and then she just let, drops that off, and she never has any agency. And then all of a sudden, she's so Johnny is like constantly trying to get her attention and trying to get her to like him and then she just does does she does she i don't remember her like i don't yeah yeah, i mean there's a moment there's there's a moment and i think that i'm assuming that this is what the interpretation of this moment is where he is about to challenge goro and she's Uh, like you don't have to do this and it's very like it's pictured in a way that she's starting to have feelings for him right and then at the very very yeah as you for no reason for no reason like in, he's been nothing but a douche. He also, sucks. moments he's yeah. such yeah. a douche. He's bag. the worst. He's constantly ogling her and just saying really well, offensive things like, to and her. He's just such an arrogant and yeah. kind of little shithead. Yeah. yeah, which is the think worst. A character like that can work. Sure, yeah, mm-hmm. but like it, if it's only if they're the film recognizes that yes, those are that like that that's what's happening well, there which yeah. this one doesn't he ultimately wins he's ultimately right. proven right yeah. about his own greatness but it does recognize that that is a problem because Raiden stands there and tells the three of them what the problems that they have to overcome are and his is ego and hers is like getting help getting asking help, her friends asking for help. help and Liu Kang's is getting revenge or something but mm-hmm. none of them I can tell overcome any of those issues. No, really. in fact, <laughs> Luke because Kang's also, actually helps him, yeah. and so does Johnny Cage's. And technically, yeah. Sonya never mm-hmm. asks for help. No, it just up. happens. They have <laughs> yeah. to come help yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. Like um, immediately after Raiden says, "You know, you need to realize your limits and not let your ego do this." He immediately goes and challenges Goro. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And, then, and then Raiden's like, finally, someone's understanding what what's going on. What does that mean? What? What is happening? I think that is when I got bored with the movie. Because then it was just like, they, this yeah. is nothing anymore. Yes. The yeah. end of this movie yeah. is nothing. Yeah. 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 That. And then like also, so going back to other things I hate. <laughs> <laughs> this in is my same, favorite section of the, the in show. The same vein, in the same vein, like at the very, very end when they win and they're all walking together, they're just conveniently coupled off oh yeah and so johnny oh good point is holding hands or like uh. ha- arm around sonia and like Liu Kang and katana are interpreted as being like together at that point and why i don't know because she's like a thousand years old so she can like yeah whatever look but, he's, he's pretty hot yeah <laughs> fine, fine. Liu, Liu Kang was is the, was like the legitimately cool one he's so, a better option right, i guess fine. yeah fair <laughs> but 
It's just, I mean, my solution is always like when when you see these like bad pairings, it's like well, let's just just make it gay, like Katana <laughs> and Blade. Oh, there you go. I yeah. mean, uh, I mean, Johnny and Luke Kang. Sure, why not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Luke Kang doesn't <laughs> deserve yeah. that. Yeah, nobody <laughs> deserves that. Luke Kang deserves better. Yeah. Luke Kang's kind of deserves better. Good dude. Johnny yeah. and Raiden. How about that? They both sure. are awful. Yeah. <laughs> make them go off. Screen. I don't want to watch that spinoff. <laughs> no. no. Just, anyway, you tell each other how they're right. So, oh yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, I guess. Okay. yeah that's just a whole. Uh, you're right. I, I you're think right. It'd be better yeah, you're as a right. comic book. Yeah. Sorry, I, my make it gay interrupted your uh, <laughs> <laughs> your other thing that you hated, no, which just, I also want to hear. Yeah, just the idea of like that you you have two two men and two women, so therefore now you must couple them. Uh, and I yeah, think that's a, dumb. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, it's so making gay is actually totally related. Sure. Or just don't. <laughs> no, see, this is no, my point don't as well. They can't be walking near you. Like, it really, really bothers yeah, me this, yeah. this is in a general. fighting movie. There's, no, yeah. there's literally no need. Yeah. There's no, yeah. it's no. not necessary. I, I rail against the idea that every story is also inherently a love story. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, hate I hate it. That. And specifically mm-hmm. a romantic love yes, story. Yes, exactly. Like yes. this like this whole thing the like the, the what they went through. <clears throat> this is this could absolutely be a like found family love story absolutely. like that kind of thing. Like that's yes. That have them have that bond at the end of like yeah, we all went through this thing and not like Oh well, I, I better have someone that I'm dating at the end of this. Yeah, yeah I don't get it. Like, I don't. I you just went through some trauma. Probably <laughs> you should deal with that first. I mean, it, <laughs> they had like they never had more than thirty seconds alone together over the course yeah. of the movie by necessity because she wasn't allowed to be seen talking to him. So like they 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 how, how they, did they fall in love? They, had a they fight. do do a lot more in that thirty seconds than Johnny Cage and oh, Sonya yes, Blade do yes, in yes, the whole entire yes, rest absolutely. of the movie. Yes. Yeah. That is slightly more earned <laughs> they also only have about 30 seconds together it feels like but, yeah. well and then like again like what if katana was a real threat to him in that fight like and right. it felt that way right mm-hmm. why were they fighting i don't know okay. it was part of the tournament was, was it part of the tournament. yeah yeah oh. but then this is where one of them fight, died though. yeah so yeah. i don't understand this is, how that yes yeah. oh, that made me so mad that yeah. he would steal all their souls it's like why do you get all their souls Right? Yes. Shanks. Yeah. Great question. Sure. Yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a very good question. But also, yeah. like, why does that, tur- like, that battle or whatever or fight just end? Yes. When yes. Shanks, not yeah, Shanks is just like, I'm done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Neither yeah. one of you are going to kill each other. I'm done. It's yeah. a it's a bizarre thing because it's mortal combat. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, the, it's implied yes. <laughs> in the name. Yeah. It seems to be uh, the thing that we're doing here. So yeah. fight to the death. Yeah. But Sam. Uh huh. Aside from everything we've talked about, what's, what's the worst, worst part? Me? Oh. Oh, okay, I kind of made a list. <laughs> I, never, I never noticed, actually, that they were holding hands with each other because I love that the ending when all the kids are just, like, running around like crazy. <laughs> and I always want to know what happened to them when... Uh, when that Shao Kahn or whatever pops out the of Emperor. the big temple at the end, yeah. Oh, yeah, are all those kids still running around? That's a good question for oh, Mortal Kombat Two. Are the kids still there? I don't know. I just know that it picks up right, like immediately right after. Right. I okay. do remember. It's the that. only time Raiden strikes a fighting pose. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's kind of weird right. because he throws lightning. So yeah. <laughs> he gets the last line of the movie right. He's like, I don't think so. I don't, oh, I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> okay, guys, he's recast. It's fine. <laughs> Who's he recast as? I don't know. Okay, some dude. Yeah. Um, other white dude, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's another white dude. It's James Remar, I think. Yes, it uh, is. 
who was uh, originally cast as Hicks in Aliens, but apparently had some alcohol problems, I think, and uh, was recast with Michael Bean. So I wouldn't know him from that either. No. Okay. <laughs> what we're saying is you have no idea. It doesn't matter. I don't know the man. What are, your, <laughs> what are your things you don't like? You guys covered pretty much all of it. After, after They kill all of the bad guys way too fast. And I feel like at the end of the movie, like Kano and Shao Shang Tsung and some other person could have been at the end in Outworld and they all three fight him at the same time or something. Mm. But after it just like gets so so meandering and pointless after basically after she breaks Kano's neck, then it's kind of like I yeah. don't know what the rules are of the tournament. Mm. I don't know what Shang Tsung's plan is because it seems like he why did he bring all those people to the island? He doesn't really have a plan until the very end of the movie. Um but I think that they treat Reptile and uh, Sub-Zero very disgracefully in this movie. <laughs> I would like them to get a little bit more respect. Because, uh, like... Well, Sub-Zero's a good guy. Scorpion's a good guy. God damn it, I always forget that. Okay. The first Sub-Zero's a bad guy. He dies. <laughs> he dies in Mortal Kombat 1 in the game. Then his brother is a good guy, and he takes up the mantle. So, okay, well, but, this is very comic booky. But Scorpion is also like he's like Ghost Rider, basically. So if right. you can like trick him into being uh, on your side, okay. he's like a demon of vengeance who hates Sub Zero because he killed his family or something like that. Okay. So that's why at the beginning, what an original think, plot idea. Well, it's still cool. He's a ninja, takes his hat off, and he's a skull underneath. I think that's very cool. So I think that was like this time I was like Sub Zero doesn't really do much of anything, and he's cheating basically. He's shooting icicles at people. Doesn't seem like he's that good at fighting. And, he just has uh, a superpower. Yeah. He just yeah. has superpowers. That was something that occurred to me in this is like, this is not fair. Right. No. <laughs> yeah. Half of you have magic. Yeah. Like yeah. two of you have magic. Kind of. Well, I would say Goro kind of. Oh, sure. Because he's a magical being. Because he's some kind of beast but, with four arms. But yeah, three of them. So reptile. Oh, yes. Because he has the But was spit. he part of the tournament or not? No, I guess not. No, he wasn't. He's just there. Okay, yeah. so okay. Scorpion and Sub-Zero have magic. Yeah. Right. It do, that's not a fair fight. <laughs> Correct. And uh, so, yeah, that bothered me a little bit. I mean, it, it kind of bothered me in the game, but in the game, you know, everybody has their special moves. Sure. Well, also in the game, like, their special, like, their magic doesn't finish you off. No. Oh, that's a good point. So very if, good. If, if you play Sub-Zero and you freeze someone, you hit them, it just makes it easier for you to hit them, but then One they time. unfreeze. Yeah, and yeah right. Right. So it's yeah, not, okay, good yeah. point. It's, it's a, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's fair. But in the movie, it's not treated as that. At no, because right? he insta-kills that one guy. Yeah. Oh, that was another thing that bothered me, that Shang Tsung said flawless victory so many times that it was not a flawless that victory. That one was a flawless victory. Which, that one was, but then at the end... Yeah, there's a bunch of other ones. Oh, no, ones maybe it's Liu Kang who says flawless victory when he kills Shang Tsung. No, Shang Tsung says flawless, flawless victory when Goro kills Art. Yes. But Art and it definitely was got a not punches, a flawless victory. In, I think sure. Liu Kang says it too when he beat when he throws Shang Tsung on the spikes. But he got beat oh, up maybe. so bad at the beginning of that. Yeah. It's not a flawless yeah, victory. Yeah, no, it's not. It's like you yeah. guys haven't played the video game to know what a flawless victory actually is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they just really like how he read it. Flawless victory. Well, then make the fight scene flawless. <laughs> but so I think that when I was watching it, I thought about you were talking about Evil Dead and you didn't know the rules of the thing. Oh, yeah. That's what bothered me the most is that oh, they okay. didn't like the whole thing's based around this tournament that they didn't bother to think about at all. Which yeah. could have been a cool thing. Like, yeah. It, yeah. it could have been. That's, a, yeah, that's like a fairly easy fix, too. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. in a martial arts movie. Right. Like, yeah. You figure you go to any stunt coordinator and go, okay, we need some rules yeah. for this yeah. thing. What you right. got? But so. also, like, basketball tournaments are a thing, and, like, different 
sporting events have tournaments and structure around them that you're just like, yeah, that, that's fine. Yeah. Also, right. like, fighting, as in general, has yeah. a structure. Yeah, right. and they naturally lend themselves to, yeah. like, rising action. Yes, yep. correct. So, so you're just not... like, this one, I want this structure. Right. Yeah. Copy-paste. Yes, yeah. yes. Graph that onto Absolutely. Yeah. Nicole, aside from Christopher Lambert, what's the worst part? The Sonia thing. Okay. We're the in Sonia a... thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Christopher Lambert... Okay, since I know we were setting that aside, but now that we've completed the list of other things, I would like to return to Let's the Let's return to Christopher Lambert. Because I, just briefly, because I want to say, though, like point out that it's not just that Christopher Lambert is a terrible actor, <laughs> because that is a huge piece of it, but also, like, even even before he opens his mouth, it is the whitewashing of that character yeah. mm-hmm. that is, like... The most infuriating part of like I could no I'm glad you're clear he's a terrible actor yes but like there's a lot of bad acting in this movie and I could forgive it that (laughs) if it weren't for the fact that like this character is whitewashed and like we talked about this on uh, Star Squad Pod when we were watching uh, The Last Airbender that like which we'll be watching next next week week, oh man for this podcast one of the things that Maria said was that like for her like something jumped out at her with that movie was and like the way in which those characters were whitewashed was that it was it wasn't even like the these white actors turned in these stellar performances where you're Mm -hmm. like okay i like could could almost get it because like these people are so talented that you had to have them uh and and, like it's it's like that sort of element of it is what's happening there is that like he walks onto the screen and you're like why the fuck did you cast this guy in this part and then like it just gets worse because he is also a bad actor. Well, because yeah. every time he's on screen, it pulls you out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Every yes. time. Yes. Yeah. He Not seems, true with anyone else. He seems kind of like openly hostile towards the movie in a way almost. Like he, he's like making it, he's treating it as corny as it actually is. And I feel like the other actors are not doing that in a way. Interesting to me because... I've recently watched two Highlander films, and uh-huh. I feel like he is... <laughs> That's just how he is? That is just no, his no, style. No, no, no. I feel uh-huh. like he's having more fun and not being hostile towards this movie. I feel like he's he's doing a better job in this movie. Yes, oh. I would agree with that. I feel like there's something sneery and like... I, I, I read it the same way that you do, Nick, which is hmm. more like... This is like he's like having fun with it. I think it's like... In his Christopher Lambert way. In his Christopher Lambert way. <laughs> this is not like a defense because like I understand why you are reading it as like <laughs> yeah. sneering. Um, and that also speaks to like he's just not good at this. <laughs> but okay. uh, yeah, I, I, I read it kind of the same way, Nick. Okay. Hmm. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Paul W.S. Anderson. So he made this film. This was his uh, first big feature film. I think he'd made something uh, very small beforehand. And uh, he made this film. And most of us will know him from the Resident Evil series. He's mm-hmm. made most of those. Um, Did he make the first one? Yeah. Okay. He made the first one. I think he's only not made one, mm. um, which is the only one I kind of like. <laughs> which one is that? It's the one where they're in the desert. It's the middle uh, one. I think it's Annihilation. Like I'm not the sure. post-apocalyptic yeah. one? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, and he was asked to return for Mortal Kombat 2 because this performed really well. It was an $18 million budget, which, like, that's impressive to me that this film was $18 million. Um, for 1995, I'm sort of shocked. Like that's that seems low, mm-hmm. um, but they got a lot for their money. Um, the sets are so cool in this, movie. and that's the thing too. Like, yeah. there's a lot of sets, uh-huh. and there's a lot of places where the action can happen. Every once in a while, though, you do see something that's like 
really cheap. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. right. Like the when uh, I think it's when he and Sub Zero are fighting, and Sub Zero does a bunch of flips down a thing. Yeah, and then it's a ramp, it's and a it's clearly like it's clearly very like rubber. Yeah, here, like, <laughs> like boing, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but a lot of good sets, a lot of good uh, makeup, a lot of good, well, some good costuming. Um, yeah. You know, like, I think there's a lot here that actually works. And it, it was at a time when you could still make an $18 million film that would go to theaters. And it did really well. It was number one at the box office for three weeks. Um, mm-hmm. And they asked him to come back. He said, no, I'd like to focus on other things. And I guess he regretted that um, because they really he felt they really did a poor job with the second one, which I haven't seen. So I can't comment on that. Pretty sure it's very bad. Okay. <laughs> um, and then, very bad. Uh, the uh, he this one of the reasons he stuck with the Resident Evil series is because he felt like he felt ownership of that first one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and was like, I don't want him to mess it up. He didn't want to make the same mistake again. Yeah. Okay. Um. Because and I I kind of admire that. Like yeah. you know that's that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh. He and Mila Jovovich are married. And ah, oh, that explains a lot. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, and they've done besides Resident Evil, they've done a lot of pictures together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yeah, it's a very you know interesting story. I think he's made one truly good, interesting film, and that's a film called Event Horizon. Oh, um, I didn't know he made that. Yeah, he made okay. that. That was his movie he made after this. Okay, he went from that to this. And Event Horizon, if you guys haven't seen it, is a space horror movie where they send a ship basically into hyperspace. And it's supposed to come back and it never does. And then eventually it does come back. And the question is, where has it been? And it turns out it's been to hell. But it's it's a very... Spoiler alert. Yeah, you know. It's a 20-year-old movie. It's fine. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and it's an interesting movie. And it's a it's an interesting horror movie. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like Hellraiser in space, only better than that. Mm-hmm. So he's an interesting filmmaker. And it the thing that I admire about this movie, as I said earlier, was that it's fun. And it's exciting, and there's a lot of action sequences. And even if it doesn't make sense, even if the rules don't make sense, it's also nicely shot. Like, it's nicely filmed, which mm-hmm. is my big problem with Evil Dead, that the craft yeah. was like, this is ugly, and it looks terrible. Mm-hmm. This doesn't. <laughs> like, this looks really good, and it's like, you know, the, I, so I appreciate that, at least. So Paul W.S. W. S. Anderson gets my thumbs up for that. Like, it's a good-looking, entertaining fun movie that was hamstrung by a few things that one it's dumb but I can forgive dumb mm-hmm. I can't forgive the way Sonya Blade was treated and the casting of Christopher Lambert what the why f- mm. uh, why new line no why did you do this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so there's one really Part my favorite part of the movie is when Goro's beating everybody up, and it shows the dudes falling on those pebbles, <laughs> and they fall on the pebbles for so long. They and do. I really like that part. I don't know why. It's just soothing to me for some reason. <laughs> it's it's a nice sound, right? Like yeah, just a bunch of weird looking dudes falling on pebbles. Also, like again, the beach looked beautiful. Yeah, it looked really like, nice. Their though. location was really the locations nice. were really yeah. great. Yeah. Like, Did you read anything about the shooting of this? It yeah. looked very pleasant to shoot. It was. There were surprisingly few um, accidents or injuries. The only person who really got injured was Johnny Cage because he did so many of his own stunts hmm. that, like, there's when they were fighting on the in Netherworld or wherever it was, uh-huh. he bruised a kidney. Like he took oh, a no. fall so hard. Oh, wow. Like, oh, my. like, yeah, it was. So there's stuff like that. Like it was. Um, 
it was pretty, it was, but it was like everything went pretty well. And I feel like that's the sign of a good producer, like mm-hmm. a good producer. Mm-hmm. Somebody produced this well mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah. that you had the time to do what you needed to do. I appreciate also the fact that when they got into post and they realized they had some boring moments, they're like, well, no, we need to make it more exciting. Yeah. So let's add a couple fight scenes. You can always in. plug a fight scene into something. Like yeah. this, I think you can. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because yes. Yes. when I saw it in the theater, it did not occur to me that the Liu Kang reptile fight made no sense oh it's so bad though i, I don't think i love it because he does the bicycle kick That's and it just fine, it right? just cracks me up why does a big statue turn into him i, don't get I it. have no idea <laughs> okay. it makes no sense oh, and there's bugs inside of it what yeah. the heck's the bugs it's so weird yeah but well, i'm okay with that it's also a weird movie yeah. which i appreciate too yeah. i think that's what i texted to you i was like i don't remember this movie being so weird <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's weird <laughs> But I can I can be okay with weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So at this point, we need to move on to how we would fix this. Uh, pretty sure we're going to have similar notes, but we'll find out. Sam, let's start with you. Oh, my. Okay. Well, I would, I would be very curious to know what this movie would look like if it was more gory. That's all I could think the whole time hmm. was that like. Mortal Kombat is known for being extremely gory. I mean, that was its whole claim to fame. Yeah, but this movie is basically gore-free. It's very PG-13. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's yeah. very PG. Yes. Yeah, it's like a kid's movie, yeah. which I guess like Mortal Kombat is a kid's game pretty much. That's who they were aiming for, I'm sure. But like, I don't necessarily think it would be better if it was more gory. I would just be really curious to see like almost a horror movie, like metal, like heavy metal version of this movie where people were actually like I want to see somebody's heart get ripped out maybe they had so many people whose hearts they could have ripped out they didn't rip out anybody they brought so all many those... hearts that did not get ripped out they brought out. all those extras and they didn't rip out any of their hearts it's true that's what I say you know about <laughs> all the movies not really. wrong. Just, look at all these extras so I don't think that, that would... one has had their heart ripped out I don't think that would fix the movie but I do think it's a strange divergence from the series that I can understand why they made yeah. it because they wanted people to actually come see it and not be horrified <laughs> and when someone's like, well, the first one didn't wasn't that gory the first well, game people's hearts got ripped out though did they? yeah and there was spurting blood and there was spurting blood and somebody's spine gets ripped out there's spine rippage for sure oh yeah. I do not remember that. Or like Sam you really get, wants more body You get fire horror. blowing on you. Yeah, maybe body horror. That's kind of what the games are a little bit. The only thing I know but, for sure is that like in one room, if you uppercut someone, they fall into spears. Yes. That's all I know. Well, somebody falls on a spear in this, so this I guess that's acceptable. That happened. Uh, but then on that, by that same note, the new Mortal Kombat games are not fun to play because they are too disgusting. They are way so, over the top. Huh. So You can just go onto YouTube and search uh, Mortal Kombat 10 finishing moves. Yeah. Oh, They're very gross. They are like... Because the first, I always felt like in the originals, it was very playful. Because mm-hmm, they're cardboard cutouts of people, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. like, we didn't talk about this much, but like, it's supposed to be Jean-Claude Van Damme. Mm-hmm. You know? Like that's, and they offered it to Jean-Claude Van Damme and he said no to mm-hmm. do Street Fighter, which makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Because the guy he plays in Street Fighter is like all American dude. Mm-hmm. And he's from Brussels. So it's weird. Yeah. Um. And then uh, the thing that made me and Marianne really sad was that the person who had signed on, apparently, to play Johnny Cage uh, was Brandon Lee. Oh. And he, he this was going to be his film after The Crow. Oh, no. And then he died during making The Crow. And I would have loved to have seen him yeah. as yeah. Johnny Cage, to be a smarmy... To see Brandon Lee as a smarmy uh, martial arts expert who is actually a martial arts expert 
Um, and you know, a Hollywood martial arts expert like that, that would have been really cool. I also would have liked to have seen, yeah, it would have been interesting. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, anyway, sorry. That was, uh, so I'm sure you guys will talk much more intelligently about like the casting changes that could happen. But from my perspective, if you just had the movie as it is with all the same actors, I think they should have swapped up how quickly they killed people like Kano or Goro and save that for like a big triple fight at the end of the movie so that something actually happens between the Goro fight and like the very end. And sure. You don't yeah. have to have anybody yeah. kidnapped or anything like that. You just have one more big fight scene, like a little bit more care taken with the end of the movie. So That's I fair. think it's like the beginning of this movie is very good until Kano gets killed and then it's kind of like meandering all over the place mm-hmm. in my yeah. opinion. And it yeah. treats its characters worse after that too. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And let Scorpion be Scorpion. Don't kill him so fast. Don't cut his skull in half. <laughs> he deserves better than that. Does he come back in the second one? I don't remember. Dang, okay. Maybe. We'll find out. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, how would you fix this? I would echo that that fight pacing thing. I think that I, I agree that the, like it does make the pacing a little bit weird. It's also the way a, a very easy way to fix Sonia's storyline and give her like something mm. meaningful to do in the the end of the movie. Uh, so yeah, that I think is a very good fix again without, you know, like scrapping too much. But I and yeah, you you have to ca- recast Christopher Lambert. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. I can't I can't I can't abide that. Mm-hmm. Uh that's <laughs> I don't know. That's it. I, I again cuz I I I think that there is like a fun movie here and so I think that there are a little like a few a handful of little adjustments that you could make that maybe wouldn't make it like great but would make it more consistently enjoyable. Yes. There's so little plot here that it's very confusing that they managed to make it as nonsensical as they did. Right. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. nothing, like very little actually happened. So how did you manage to mm-hmm. confuse They me? could have just changed a few words. Right. And it would have made so much more sense. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, Marianne, how would you fix this? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so <laughs> I, so one thing that I thought would be more interesting is if you Start to fix Sonia's character is to start off that like she already knew about this tournament, and I think it would be interesting if like everyone already knew about this tournament, which like the guys kind of already did, but like she knew that Kano was entering, so she decided and made the choice yeah. to enter into the tournament because she knew that she would be able to take him down. Mm-hmm. So that's like my agency fix, sort right. of. Yes. Um, I do think, like I said before, I would. It would like to see another fight with her just to make it mean more. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Sam said, maybe set up a couple more rules because it kind of seemed like fights just have sometimes were like structured and there was an audience. And sometimes it was just like, whatever, you're just walking in the woods and now you have a fight. Sometimes there's a boxing yeah. ring. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes there's, a there's a boxing ring. ring. Yeah. So like a lot of that didn't make sense to me. So I do think it would be interesting if it was like, Part of the tournament is that at any moment you can get tapped to fight. That might be a way to go or always have it organized. Yeah. And have it, like, it might be more interesting if they if you showed them right before they were about to fight. Yeah, if they, they knew like, that oh, they God. were going to go into a fight and about to like, freak yeah. out. Um, I also think it would have been, been, been interesting if to fix the Christopher Lambert situation without <laughs> necessarily recasting him, even though that would be better. Uh-huh. It's just like it would it'd be nice if you had maybe Raiden in the very, very beginning like – just to kind of do the exposition and then 
maybe he wasn't allowed to go to the island either. So you never saw him again. And then Katana was their only like uh-huh. source of help. And she oh, was like secretly yeah. trying to help them. And then also it would allow for more time between the three main characters to like get to know each other. And like they could talk about their feelings about this tournament and like maybe strat not strategize, but maybe have like, talk about other people, other friends that are also like going down and yeah, like I kind of would like to learn more about these characters just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. maybe more than me learning, I want them to learn like know and get to know each other a little bit better. Right. 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 You kind yeah. of have solved that problem with Johnny Cage actually. If you got to know him and and the other characters yeah. got to know him as as he is, you know, as he does struggle with his ego and struggles with not feeling and, and you begin to understand him and then Sonya begins to understand him and, and it, there could be something there mm-hmm. that makes more sense. But the way it was, they were just uh, they were just two people who were mean to each other and he was weird ogling. Yeah. yeah. And then nothing and nothing. N- none of our heroes, with the small exception of Liu Kang, none of our heroes change. None of the characters learn anything that is of real value to them that forces them to change. Mm -hmm. But all of them are set up, as you mentioned, in that sequence with Raiden. They're all set up to have that, but none of them need it. Which yeah. is and, and he literally then, tells them they have to change and if then, they want to do anything if right, they yeah. want to win. But then as soon as he walks away, he's like, hey, "Yeah, they don't. They're they're doing just fine." <laughs> yeah. Like what the? Yeah. Why was this scene in here? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Just cut Raiden from that entire island. That's it. Don't even bother with him there. Or you just make him one of the fighters. Even that like, would also be great. Like he in the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, he could be one of the fighters. That's fine. And then I also I really like Sam's fix of just like having a. Like a three-on-three fight, yeah. With like Liu Kang going against Shang Tsung, oh, and then yeah. Johnny Cage going against Goro, and then Sonya going against Kano. I think yeah. that would have been very, very interesting. Maybe you build Scorpion up a little bit more, so then when Shao, no, Shang Tsung gets beat, his soul gets free, and then Scorpion is the one who's like, "Hey, oh. I'm not Ooh, bad anymore." I like something. that. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Yeah. yeah. That's good. This is a very good idea. Yeah. Make sub and also make Sub Zero and Scorpion fight each other. What the heck? Missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. They're so good. Yeah. 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 And just like yeah, that's my fix. I think. Fair. Uh, I agree with most of this. My big thing is I would make it more of a tournament movie. Yeah. And and actually have a linear tournament. I love the idea of names being drawn out of a hat or you know it's a randomized. Yeah. Tournament. And so that or, you know, you can do it that way or you can do it in a in a tiered way so that, you know, you're leading to Goro. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that Goro feels like an an, an all consuming threat. Right. Yeah. You know, because all of a sudden they decide Goro gets to fight everybody in the. Tournament yeah. Or something. Yeah. It's a very weird thing. And I think like I think there is a place where the rules really could add to our tension, mm-hmm. add to yes. the tension yes. of the film to where you go. Oh, shit. Mm hmm you know, this person has to fight Goro. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or like you know. there's certain people who will kill you and certain people who won't kill you. Right. And like if you're about to fight one of those people, then it's like, oh no. Right. I'm basically describing Bloodsport. Um I've never seen that. Has anybody seen Bloodsport? No. It's really what Johnny Cage is based off of is Jean Claude Van Damme's uh role in that Frank Dukes um 
and it's an underground tournament that at the beginning of the movie says it's a true story, but then everybody's proven that Frank Dukes was a liar, and this is not actually <laughs> true. But uh, but it's a it's an underground blood sport tournament um, called the Kumite, and uh, it it is very much what we're describing. Mm-hmm. There are some people. It's you're not supposed to kill people, but if you do. Eh, you know, yeah. mm. um, the judges don't like it, but you still won. So you still get to advance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be my main thing, though, is I think either make a choice, make it linear or make it a drawn out of a hat thing where you don't know who you're going to face. And then we get to learn about the characters, you know, mm-hmm. and then it can be a thing where, you know, Kano and Sonya's names are drawn and it's like oh here we go right you yeah. know but I also agree with holding on to that I think all of the characters were spent too early mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I think especially with as much big a deal was made out of getting Kano to get yeah. her there and it's so bizarre mm-hmm. how fast they killed yeah. Him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I actually would have liked to see moments of the two of them interacting against yeah. each other not fighting not, yeah. like, not, not being, being allowed to fight. to fight yeah you're yeah. not allowed to fight and you can only just you know shoot daggers at one another through your eyes which is probably <laughs> something that's in the game but this is uh yeah i i think i just wanted more rules out of this uh obviously recast christopher lambert my god mm-hmm. yeah. what the fuck <laughs> like it is terrible yeah. <laughs> like it is so bad um but i even really like uh, a lot of Paul W. S. Anderson's choices in here. I wouldn't. I wouldn't switch directors. I would switch screenwriters, just mm-hmm. because I think there's yeah, more. The, yeah, the yeah. Script, yeah. The script I think just needed problems. a few more passes and make make your choices. Yeah. I guess yeah. is the big thing. I just remember one of my favorite parts of the movie is when they're spying on all the bad guys. Yeah. And I think that's just because they're talking to each other and the bad guys are talking yes. to each other, and it's like. They're making jokes, and it's kind of like chummy. The and Raiden's on the, there. The teams, the people who are on teams, are actually behaving like they are on, on team yes. teams. And they're yeah. not yeah. just like you said; they're not talking to Raiden about like they're standing next to each other, but they're all just having a conversation with Raiden separately from each other. Yeah, yeah. Because he's not there, ruining everything. And yeah. I would I like love, that, yeah. I love your idea of just he can't go to the island yeah. because then it's again there's more threat level because you don't really understand this. You don't know right. exactly what's going on. You don't have somebody, yeah. but then they make their friend in Katana, mm-hmm. and yeah. all of a sudden, okay, now we can. We have a chance. Yeah. And they already kind of set that up with like him not being allowed to go to the Outworld, and they're like, he's like. Don't worry, you'll find a friend. And it's Katana, who you already know is there. Yeah. And you're like, well, obviously it's you. Right. So Didn't have to look that hard, yeah. did you? <laughs> it would be interesting if it was earlier on, you're yeah. going to have a friend, and they didn't know who that friend was. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. It's Reptile. All along. It's Scorpion. Oh, God. Well, it could be. be. See, if you freed nice, his soul. He's a nice spirit of vengeance. <laughs> just like Ghost He just Rider. has a skull for a face. Yeah. This makes him scary. Um, okay, well, at this point, we need to move on to rating it. Um, I rate all of these films based on categories like Storms, a one, that's eh, not too bad, kind of pleasant, a five could kill you. I'm going to give this a one. I, I'm struggling between a one and a two because of the treatment of Sonya Blade, but my enjoyment level for this movie was very high. I, I mm-hmm. really had a good time watching it. I was never bored. There are a lot of movies that, even though this is my podcast, there's still a lot of these movies that I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to have to watch this. <laughs> um, I don't want to get to talk about it. But yeah, I, yeah, I want to talk to my friends about it. I don't want to actually have to watch it and make notes. I had a blast watching this. I had a really good time, and I think that all of the criticism I have is... I feel is a constructive criticism. It's like, don't treat your female characters that way. Don't treat any characters that way, but specifically don't treat your female characters that way, especially when you've built them up that way. But I just really had a great time. So I'm giving this category one. 
Marianne, how many screaming tea? Screeching tea kettles. Screeching. Damn it. So my rating system is screeching tea kettles, which is how much I dislike a thing or want to step away from it. I'm bored or offended. How many breaks you need. Yeah, how many breaks I need. <laughs> um, and I think I'm just going to give this one screeching tea kettle. Because I very much enjoyed it. And, like, I did have a problem with the whitewashing of Raiden and also with the treatment of Sonya. But overall, like, I did have fun. And a lot of that has to do with the music and the mood setting of the yeah. movie. And But I'm all about atmosphere and mood setting. So I, I loved it. Um, but I do recognize that there are flaws. So I'm just going to give it a one. Cool. Sam? Oh, boy. Um, mine is based on the European toilet system. So there's... One little flush button for the pee, and then one double flush button for the poop, and you flush it till it goes down. <sighs> I'm a little torn about this one because I did get bored partway through it, but I think it was easier for me to watch than Evil Dead Two even was because there was like something about Evil Dead Two is like it's trying so hard, and this movie just kind of breezes right by, and I appreciate that in a movie. So maybe I wouldn't flush this one, but I think I might have to give it one pee flush because I did look at my phone for a mm. minute when after Kano, like sometime between Kano dying and them going to Outworld. So okay, I'm going to give it one pee flush. One pee flush. Yeah. Alrighty. Nicole? I cannot fathom not looking at my phone during any movie that we watch for this podcast. I try really hard not to. That's like... That's like not even an option. Like I, I text you guys. That's pretty much all I do. Yeah, that's what yeah. I do. Yeah. If I no. get bored, then I. I, text I should start you. like keeping track of like how many games I get through. Like, so I <laughs> how many games of Ascension? That should be your new rating <laughs> system. Yeah. I should really start doing that. As I played five like, games. This is the worst. I'll, like tap a timer when I start <laughs> playing a game. Uh, anyway, my rating system though is an enjoyment based one, which is the. Uh, out of five sunglass-wearing emojis, I definitely did spend a lot of time watching or playing games on my phone or whatever while I was watching this. But I had I had fun. I like doesn't make any sense uh, <laughs> as a movie, but I the even even the things about it that were bad again were still like kind of fun to watch. So I, I I'm gonna give this I think three sunglass-wearing emojis out of okay. five. Excellent. So nobody hated it. That's yeah, nice. It was just fine. It was, it was, just it was just fine. It was fine. It was yeah. pleasant. I feel yeah. like when I think about movies I like, I think about if I would like to watch them laying sick on the couch, and I would definitely watch this laying sick. Oh, oh that's yeah. a good. I wish that yeah. was my rating yeah. system retrospectively. But well, that's either like an on or off. Yours is good though. Yeah, yeah mine's are right. Yours yeah, is good. yeah. That's just one yours is my other. second favorite rating system. Sari has the best. one. Sari is very good because <laughs> yeah. there's so many possibilities. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, it's inventive. I'm always like, it's so imaginative. What's it gonna be? Yeah. Hers is like the trash and the what kind of receptacle you have. It could be everything from banishing it to the sun. Yeah. 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 That's, very good. That's what yeah. she did to Catwoman. Yeah. And I, I really like yours too. Yours is very like. Yeah, the storms. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. no Mary, Mary Ann's. Ann's. Screeching yes. tea kettles. Because it makes a ton of sense how much tea you'd make. Yeah. yeah. And there actually was a moment during this movie where I like just got up and like wanted to do laundry. Like got up and fold my laundry. <laughs> yeah. So I'm yeah. like, well, this is it. One. Then there's your yeah. one. Yeah. one. It yeah. is a good chore movie yeah. for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Highly recommend this movie in the background while you're doing your chores. Yes. Vacuum your floor. You're not going to miss any dialogue. Like when the music picks up, you're gonna be folding so fast. Yeah. Oh yeah. Kano. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Well, at this point, our final thing is we want to leave you with something real good, so you can go and maybe get the taste of this movie out of your mouth. Ah, you know, I kind of like Mortal Kombat, so 
whatever. But Nicole, what's your real good? My real good is for you to go watch The Good God of Thunder in Thor <laughs> Ragnarok. The good old God yes. of Thunder. <laughs> Throw this shitty God of Thunder in the garbage. Watch The Good God of Thunder in Thor Ragnarok. Also, conveniently, this is actually what the next episode of my podcast is about, is the Thor movies. So this is uh, good good timing for me. But yeah, I think uh, I think that since the thing that I hated most about this movie is Christopher <laughs> Lambert as the God of Thunder... I think, or lightning, God of lightning. He's a God of lightning in this, regardless. I mean, and it's whatever. about a fatal fighting tournament, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. that's true. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Yes, Thor Ragnarok. I, I want to say I'm really angry at myself that I didn't think of that. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, me too. burning up a little inside because I'm like, why didn't you think of that? I, I was so happy. When you said me first, too, I was like, somebody, everybody else probably also has this one. So I'm so glad that I get to go first because I get to claim it. But I'm going last and I've been struggling. I'm yeah. just like killing time. Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh. so, no idea. Yeah, that's yeah, a great wreck. And it's Thor Ragnarok, I think, is also like related in some ways in that like it is just there's like a lot visually that is happening in that movie that it, it's just like so delightful i think there are a lot of ways in which you could say that like thor ragnarok is a good it's like <laughs> like there's there's a, there are some parallels only one is very good <laughs> there's also a lot of stuff happening like audibly like the soundtrack is also very good and intense for thor oh, ragnarok yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so, this, yeah. soundtrack soundtrack yes. is very like yes. well-timed it's very the soundtrack in the movie is fantastic mm-hmm. in terms of yes, like pacing, movement, and stuff. Yeah. Female characters have good oh, yeah. arcs, yes, uh, meaningful. They're like actual badasses. It's great. It's it's. Hera is legitimately terrifying. Oh my god, Hella, 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 Hella. Hella. Oh, I love her so much. <laughs> yes, she's such a good villain. She's such a fantastic villain. Tessa Thompson's great. Everyone's great. It's just it's yeah. great. Jeff it's Goldblum's great. great. Yeah, everybody's great. They're all great. great. You should go watch that one. Sam, what's your worst recommendation than Thor Ragnarok? Mine's kind of... Mine's kind of... <laughs> Everyone, enjoy <laughs> offering your recommendation. recommendation. Yeah. Mine's kind of weird because it's, again, not a movie. But the more... As I said that the new Mortal Kombat games are really gross and not fun to play. But the re-release... Mortal Kombat, the, like the remake from 2013 I think for PlayStation has a story mode that retells the story of the first three games and it's actually really good I really liked it and it's like super easy so you don't have to be good at the game to get through it and you don't have to fatality anybody or see any guts or anything but it like tells the story mostly through like Scorpion's like viewpoint kind of and I just remember really enjoying it Cool. So maybe just watch it on YouTube or something. It's very, <laughs> it's very dumb and yeah. bad. It's as dumb and bad as the movie, but it's also kind of like, I don't know. It's like a comic book, like a really bad comic book. Something sure. that's endear, but it's endearing. Yes, bad, it's also a very endearing. fun game, and I played it a lot. I just didn't fatality anybody because I didn't want to see the the first one. Mortal Kombat X is the newer one. The first one is not nearly as disgusting. They really amped it up for Mortal Kombat X. Oh, but, Mortal Kombat X is whoa. Yeah, yeah. but. So yeah, the the Mortal Kombat 2013 or something like that, the newer PlayStation one. Okay. That story mode. Cool. Marianne, yeah. what's your real good? Mine is also not a movie. It's fine. I am going to suggest a digital series called Ruby, spelled R-W-B-Y. It's oh. a Rooster Teeth 
series. Mm. Um, so you can find it on like on their website or YouTube or Verve also has it. It's set in this world where there's hunters and huntresses and they all go to an academy to protect their realm or their world from these like evil creatures called the Grimm. Mm -hmm. And so it's they're just very, very good characters. When you start off in the very, very beginning, like the animation is very, very flat. So anyone who and it looks like I think I'm pretty sure it's like a style choice, right? Like it's very, very simple and like not even the movements are a little bit jarring if you're not used to it, mm -hmm. um, but you get used to it. Um, and then like as the story progresses, the seasons progress, it gets uh, better and more complex as the characters begin to get more mm. character, more complex. So originally it's just like, oh, all these kids are in a school. But then you find out that they're all in it for a different reason. It also has a little bit of a chosen one storyline with Ruby, but it's very, very like sparse. And in my opinion, it's very, very well done because of that, because I normally hate chosen one storylines. Mm -hmm. um, and it's very well, it's just very well done because it's like kind of there, but she also very much relies on her team and her friends to sure. get the, like the fights done and that type of stuff. Okay. And cool. Mm -hmm. okay. For some reason, the chosen one storyline in this movie did not bother me. I don't know why. Because it was I think sparse, in martial arts movies, there. maybe also it doesn't really matter. I think we all knew that Liu Kang was going yeah. to beat him anyway. Beat him anyway. I yeah. was like, yeah. And it is very sparse, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was like, no, oh, one of you is the chosen at one. At the beginning, they Liu say, Kang. you're the chosen one. And then at the end, he's like, I'm the chosen I'm one. I'm the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? It means I win. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I got to pick something uh, for my real good. And actually, I'm going to go with a movie from the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, if you want to see a pretty good tournament movie, uh, it's a movie called Best of the Best with Eric Roberts in the lead. Um, it's and James Earl Jones as well. It's another one of those that it's like based on actual events. And I'm kind of like, mm, was it? So I need to go back and revisit it. But it's a very interesting film in that it's a martial arts film, but it doesn't. The front end is not loaded with martial arts. It's all building to this tournament and them trying to function as a team together um, and the, being very dysfunctional. And I really enjoyed it uh, when I last saw it, which was a few years ago. But I still think it's like a lot of this still holds up. I mean, some of it is very typically 80s and 80s music and weird stuff. But there's also a lot of heart to it, which I admire. So, yeah, go check that out. Best of the best. Not best of the best two or best of the best three. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure there's a best of the best four. Don't watch any of those. Just watch you the first one. You already did the best of the best. Why, yeah, why exactly. is it going? It's keep going. Bester of the best. That's the it. Uh -huh. That's the yeah. end. No, it's uh, so, yeah, uh, check that out, especially if you if you like the idea of a more stringent tournament. Uh, I think this will satisfy you. There's also some good humor in it, which I appreciate. You know, The anyway. poster looks very cheesy. Let me see. <laughs> Whew, yeah, that's yeah. it. Look at those guys. Very strong looking. Yes. <laughs> that's like the new kids on the block font. <laughs> Perfect way to end today's episode. Uh, thank you guys for podcasting with me. And uh, thank everyone. Thank you to everyone who is listening. Um, this podcast is a part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. You can head over to cageclub.me and check out some of our friends over there. If you like nostalgia and movie podcasts, uh, specifically um, getting almost caught up on Winona Forever, which is my favorite right now. So uh, you can find us at Real Bad Pod on Twitter and, of course, subscribe on 
iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, that would be best. Nicole, you used, was it Downcast? Downcast. Downcast. Yeah. Um, I use that now too because you told me to. It's so, so much better. It's so much better than the stupid yeah. Apple app. Yeah. Everything works when you yeah. want it. <laughs> right. The playlists are real good. Uh-huh. This episode <laughs> brought to you by. Not Spawn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but Nicole, where can people find you and tell us about your podcast? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sweeney Says. And you can find me wherever you're listening to this podcast on Snark Squad Pod or at snarksquad.com slash pod. Cool. Sam, you also have a podcast. I do. It's called Real Love, like this podcast, but with love on the end. <laughs> and uh, you can find that at Real Love Pod on Twitter. And I believe that's correct. At yes. Real Love Podcast on Instagram. And you can find me on Twitter at, at Slam Schultz. And also on Instagram there, too. Follow me, please. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Marianne, where can people find you? I am not on any other podcast, nor do I have one, but I am on all of the socials that I am on at MFDesSilva. Excellent. All right. Well, next week, ooh, we're going to be watching... We're going to be watching The Last Airbender. Well, I've put it off for so long. I'm yeah. very nervous. We're going to watch it. it together, though. You're yes. going to feel regret. And I will say that movie is like this one in that the opening is the best part. Oh. Those 15 seconds. Oh, no. <laughs> 15 seconds? <laughs> yeah, that's oh, it. no. That's however long they spend. I don't know. That's the uh, the live action remake of the beginning of the intro. Is That's oh, the best part. Great. Okay. <laughs> well, I haven't ever seen the show, so I'm fascinated to see what my feelings oh, are yeah. about I'm this. I'm very curious. Yeah. Very yeah. curious. Um, but we're gonna do it as a team. Okay. We're gonna watch it together. Okay, and I'll be brave. But yeah. not me. I'm not part of this no, team. No, no, me neither. No, <laughs> no. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, gonna be me, Sam, Rachel, and Sari. Oh man, oh, poor okay. Sari. Aww. Poor Sari has to talk yeah, about this bad movie twice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's coming to the screening because she's like, I, I just I, yeah, watched no, you it. Don't do that to yourself. You don't, you don't, don't need do that to. to. It's okay. Again. If you want to, you just play with a corgi. You know, that's yeah. that's fine. Uh, but until then, this has been real bad. 